Hello and welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. <laughs> what the heck is that? It's a cat. <laughs> and together we run a website called manifestsimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. I'm sorry, during the introduction, Craig showed me a picture of a cat. It's a really grumpy cat. I'll save it. Uh, oh, what are we looking at on today's episode, Craig? We are going to be looking at obesity in the north. When is enough really enough and sharpening axes? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like a great episode. <laughs> you also said we'd be talking about cool running. We will be talking a very small amount about cool running. Small amount? No, there is no small amount with cool runnings. Uh, we, in Jamaica, we got a bobsled team. <laughs> I love that film. Oh my gosh, it's such a ridiculous idea, but brilliantly executed and... And well told. Really well told. And um, <clears throat> there's a... Really good quote in it, which we're going to discuss. Oh, so uh, before we get into the crux of the episode, Mick, yes, lay me. on me what's made you a little bit annoyed, a little bit frustrated, like annoyed. Yeah, annoyed is the word I'm going for. Annoyed is the word of the week. Okay, um, something that's maybe a little bit peeved, a little bit annoyed. Yeah, I've just asked you that question, so um, if you could answer Yeah, it, I'm just reassuring. The listeners are on edge right now. They're like, ooh, dun, 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 dun. tell us. What's made him annoyed? What's made him annoyed, everyone? Um, the FA Cup final made me a bit annoyed. Why? Um, I don't really do football very often anymore. No. Um, but Watford were playing Manchester City in the FA Cup final a couple of days ah, ago. Ah, the Southern... Southern Watfordians versus the Manchester Blues the North, sports team. The Northwest London Hornets. Oh, the Northwest London Hornets. <laughs> yeah. Versus the uh, they didn't sting so well against the Manchester Blue side, did they? No, they didn't. They um, didn't sports as well. Please stop it. And what annoyed me slightly about that um, was that I was the only Northerner, the only Southerner in the North. And I went, to, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm not the only. I'm the only one. But. Winter is coming, you know. I, went, I don't have um, Sky Sports. So I went to the pub to watch it. And everyone was there kind of watching it and supporting Man City, who won 6 0. Spoilers. What when, I mean, it, what? It, what? No, <laughs> it's not spoilers. It's been two weeks ago. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah, I was the only one there. And like, my, I mean, I don't support Watford. I'm an Arsenal fan, but because they're like super local to where I grew up, felt obliged to go and support course, them in yeah. some sort of context. Sports. So I went, and everyone else was watching and celebrating Man City. And then when Watford had chances, I was like, oh, oh, oh but they never scored. Um, so it was sad. And, and went to the pub on my own. That was a weird experience. Yeah, you freak. Yeah, a bit strange. Get friends. Uh, when you live on your own um, uh, and you're single, you don't, you don't do things with other people because you live on your own. True. So going to the pub on your own, not that bad. You can make a little friend on your hand, like draw some faces on your thumb and like be like, hello, and have a little conversation to yourself. <laughs> oh my God, I will do that. Oh, God, you will as well, you. Yeah. Uh, what did you think to the last episode of Game of Thrones? Wait, 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 wait. We're recording this before the last episode has come out. Oh. So we I, thought could, I thought you could have preempted a review. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's so why I threw it all whoa, 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 Okay, okay. So we'll do a preemptive review. Um, so Daenerys 
poisoned by her own followers. Oh. Set up. I mean, I'm not guess. I'm not asking you to guess the plot. This is you've watched it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying when Daenerys was poisoned by her own followers. Oh right. Okay. I um I liked how Tyrion um set it up. I liked that bit. Um, I also liked when um Arya went back home to Winterfell and Ooh. killed Sansa. Jesus. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Not a I tell you, I did see it coming. Bran. Branded. He did see it coming because he's your. He literally eye. sat there for the entire eight seasons and went, "I better be going now." <laughs> I'm the three-eyed raven, um, and then he shit himself. <laughs> he did, and uh, Hodor comes back to clean it up. Yeah, he does. Clean the poo. <laughs> clean the poo. <laughs> Hodor's twin brother. Oh, clean the poo. Uh, okay, so <laughs> now this is coming out. After the last episode of Game of Thrones has come uh, out. It's a week after we But we're recording it, it beforehand. So if any of that is even mildly true, I am starting a new career. You're the three-eyed raven. I'm just starting a new career as a... A wheelchair-bound boy. Or whatever they're called. Someone who does... A wheelchair-bound teenage. Yeah. <laughs> who, controls, who controls birds with his mind. Has anyone seen Mick? Yeah, he's sat in the corner of the room staring at the ceiling. Next to a white tree. Uh, uh. So yeah, what uh, on the flip side of that, what maybe made you a little bit happy this week? Um, back was at- it was it the end of Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh my god, I'm home right now. I'm in London. Oh yes, you are. Yeah, am I? Uh, yeah, I'm in. Yes, Lo- you I'm are. In- yes, I went in- on Thursday. I went on Thursday. I'm on. I'm in London I mean, right, right now. You're not, but. So- so I'm gonna. Pr- when this comes out, you will. This is the. This is like. I tell you what this is like. This is like the Avengers Endgame of podcasts because nothing's happening at the right time. Everything's <laughs> happening. So we just we just did a review of an episode that's not out yet. True. I'm just telling you that my happy moment from the last few weeks is actually happening in the future. Oh, are when you I'm Doctor in London. Strange. I'm Doctor Strange, and I'm doing the thing with my hands and. You the time Avengers. stone is coming out. Thanos, sod yourself. And your, <laughs> sod yourself. And your wrinkly you literally chin. literally just gave the fingers to nothing. <laughs> to the wrinkly-chinned purple man. Um, so, yeah, I will, I'll be in London right now. My happy moment from the last couple of days... Um, was it was drive down to Luke. It, yeah. No, Luca's birthday was really good. Um, I, shout out Luca. Shout out Luca. He's five. So I have two children. One's called Luca. And he's, he's a five. Disney princess. He he got some frozen. He got a frozen magazine that came with a lock, a lockable chest, and a key, and a gender reassignment plan for when he's old. No, he's just he's <laughs> just a he's cool. He's he, a cool kid. He likes to dress off in dresses. And if in twenty years he listens to this podcast where we talk about his proclivity for dressing and identifying with female characters. I mean hopefully he never does. In female with female characters in films, uh that's fine. I support him. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Go on Luca, you do you. Um but he had a good time and he was very well behaved. It was his own birthday, so he can't not be well behaved. Uh, I mean he he could have been an absolute knob. No, but he was uh, good. And been like, well, it's my birthday, but he didn't, so... Yeah, and we part-built a Darth Vader Lego. Oh, is well. that what's on the side there? Correct, yeah. On the side? It's not on quite the... finished. It looks demolished. Yeah, so. there's a lot of it to do. Oh, right. It's really <laughs> okay. hard. Oh, right, okay. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've had some good dad time, back out running a little bit. Yeah, home, you are. Home in London right now, so lots of good things going on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great. <laughs> There's one more question. There is. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm adding suspense to it. Add some suspense. Who's your shout out for? Anton. <laughs> is it seriously for Anton? Anton, we love you. Anton, we love you. Um, so what you'll know about Craig is that he likes to do football chants. I like sports ball chants. But he doesn't know I don't like the sports. tune or the rhythm. Right? So, I also don't sport good. So what he does is he just sounds like a yob without actually doing anything yob -like. remotely sport related with your voice. So you're just like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's not a football chant. It's just you sounding like an idiot. Mm, it, it's my adaptation of a football chant. Okay, so my shout so why, out. Why is it for Anton? A-N-T-O-N. Anton is the man. Why is it for Anton? <laughs> so much. This is such hard work. <laughs> no, um, because Anton is a good guy he's a great guy he's a wonderful guy basically stacked we were yeah so i've had a little bit of a heel very stacked Bench. i've had a little bit of a heel injury recently and we were talking about recovery and um being on our feet all the time at work and i was saying that basically i'm having to i've because i'm having to i had to dent pay for lots of birthday presents and traveling back to london and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. i was like i need to replace my running shoes but I haven't because I've got to pay for all this other stuff. Buff. Will you stop <laughs> describing Anton? Stop saying words that relate to Anton's biceps and triceps. Um, anyway, we were talking about shoes and he was like, oh man, I've got some spare shoes if you want some. He's a sneakerhead, so he's got... Oh, he's got... It's, some people don't know about this, uh, about this about Anton. He has a storage locker full of shoes. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he had some doubles. So he's got some shoes that he bought two pairs of. And he said, right, well, let's get, I'll, I'll track, see if I can track down some comfy shoes for you. Turns up the next day, two pairs of shoes. Gives no. Them, gives them to me for nothing. No way. There we go. Anton, you man. See, this is why, this is why it's important to have good friends around you. Because they notice when you're in need of something. And if they've got the thing you, you need and they don't need it, they can give it to you. Yes, they can. So that was. Oh, which reminds me. Oh. Michael Warwick, will you borrow essentialism off me? Will I borrow it off you? Yeah. What do you mean, lend it to you? No, I'm going to, no, if you borrow it off me. Yeah. I was going to propose, but then that didn't make sense. So I'm offering you essentialism, the book. Sick. Yes. Oh my God, thank you so much. Um, let's find a book that I can give you in return. Anyway, I'm going to um, uh, try and find a way to repay Mr. Anton Stewart for his generosity. Previously, I gave him... Uh, what did I give him? I gave him a book. I gave him a book. Oh, you did lend him a book? Was it Seth Godin's book? Mm, no, no, no. It was by... David Goggins. Ah, Goggins, that's the yes. one. Um, so he's, he's got that. So yeah, maybe I'll find something else and find a nice book to give him or something. Anyway, that was a really nice gesture from someone who um, has been a little bit of a mentor to me when I moved up here, since I moved up here. Um, so big shout out to Anton. He for... can look turbo intimidating. Like if you didn't know Anton, you'd yeah. think he, was, he would murder you with his little finger. Yeah, like John built, Wick style. Built, big, muscly black guy and your, and... Or like, but also super generous, super kind, super, super chill dude, super polite. So one of the nicest dudes out there. 
Thank you very much, Anton, and I will Woo! try very be- my very best to repay you in some way in the near future. Cool. Wonderful. So, let's good see. news, let's everybody. News. Who's going first? You can news. go first because I went first last week. Okay, let me load up my news. Oh, my news will not load. That's awesome. Oh, no, my news will not load. That's awesome. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. Do you want me to go? Or are you? No, I've done it. Okay, good. Tell us about your news, Michael. Leeds becomes first UK city to lower its childhood obesity rate. Oh. Well done, Leeds. Mm Mm-hmm. City's Henry programme... I did, I did my bunny ears. He did his bunny ears. Henry programme gives children choices while helping parents maintain boundaries. Leeds has become the first city in the UK to report a drop in childhood obesity after introducing a programme to help parents set boundaries for their children and say new to, no to sweets and junk food. Say new. Only a few cities in the world, notably Amsterdam, have managed to cut childhood obesity. Like Amsterdam, the decline leads most marked among families living in the most deprived areas where the problem is worse and hardest to tackle. Cool. Over four years, obesity has dropped from 11.5% to 10.5%, and the trajectory is steadily downwards. Well done, Leeds. You are doing good stuff. What a good program. They should make that happen all over the place. That was great. Well Well done. done. Henry's chief executive, Kim Roberts, said the drop in Leeds' obesity was unprecedented. The indicators are that this isn't happening in other cities. Authoritarian parenting is when children are told what to eat and what to do, such as being banned from leaving the table until they have eaten their sprouts. Yeah, eat your sprouts or feed them to the dog. Permissive parenting is asking children what they want to do. But Henry encourages a third approach known as authoritative parenting, where parents make it clear they are in charge, but also respond to their children. Instead of being asked what vegetable they want with dinner, children might be asked whether they would like carrots or broccoli. Instead of being told to go to bed, they were asked where they want to read their bedtime story. Yeah, so it's kind of... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You don't give them an option, but you give them a choice. Oh, so you don't don't choose the options for them. You give them the ability to choose where they want them. It's an open-ended choice. Well, it's like you're having... open-ended option. It's like you're having a vegetable. Which vegetable would you like? Would you like this one or this one? There's not an option where you don't have a vegetable, but you can choose which vegetable you have. Yeah, so it's... It's not saying it's not saying you've got three vegetables to choose from. Which one is it, or none at all? It's yeah. So the question is, not would you like vegetables with dinner? Because kids will go no. no. It's like we've already agreed that we're having a vegetable. Which one of them would you like it to be? We've already agreed that you're about to go to bed because it's bedtime. Um, where would you like to read? It's like giving them with giving with confidence. Yeah, we're not giving them a, a choice, but giving them options. Oh, sick. Well done, the Henry programme. My good news is about a man in Uh, Michigan... Well, good luck. Saying this guy's name. (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) Uh, So this gentleman called Paul Kucharovich... I think I did it well. Kucharovich. Kucharovich. Wound up purchasing a $1 million US winning lottery ticket after his flight home from a business trip was cancelled. Wow. So he was on a flight... um, Let me have a look. Paul Kucharovich, 56, bought the life-changing Mega Millions ticket at a local convenience store after his flight home to Muskegon was cancelled. He said, I was on my way home from a business trip on my flight out of O'Hare 
was cancelled. So I rented a car and drove home. Kucharovic said, when I got home, I realised I'd left my bike at work and went to pick it up. On my way there, I stopped at Lads, L-A-D-D-S, uh, and bought a ticket. The next day, Kucharovic learned he had won the $1 million prize after receiving a text from his son saying that a winning ticket had been sold at the shop he bought it from. Mm. Kucharovic said he planned to use the windfall to pay off his home, buy a new bicycle, and invest to pay off a long-standing promise he'd made to his wife. Um, he's always told his wife that if ever he won the lottery, she can retire, and she's been a teacher for 28 years. Uh, but the next year will be her last year teaching. Wow. How crazy so, is that? The moral of the story is ride your bike. Right, yeah, ride your bike. Forget you, leave your bike at work and then you'll win the lottery. I wonder how far he had to drive home after he rented this car. Uh, from O'Hare to Muskegon. Let's Muscogon. work it out. Dun, There's dun, also dun. an advert on the webpage for this says The Thrill of Bingo Hall from your from your home, own home, search online bingo. Have you ever been to a bingo hall? Um, yes. I, I, I get really excited. I think I'm going to be one of those old people that's in the bingo hall, like, yes! Or like <laughs> one of those that's one number out and some older it's a, old... It's a three-hour, 15-minute drive. Oh. So some old biddy will go, bingo, and I'll be like, fuck yeah! <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll like flip the table Assaulting over. old ladies, that's what I no, want. No, I'll be old as well. I so. want to get... The only reason I want to go is to get one of those dabbers. Dabber, dabby dabs. Oh, bro, there's, there's bingo you here. You literally just did the noise you hate me doing. Oh, kill me. Uh, and, kill me now. And, uh, yeah, but it's so exciting because you never, it's potluck. It literally is, and you're just dabbing away, and then the numbers come out. You're just dabbing on the haters. Um, yes, I've done it before, I believe, at Butlin's. Ooh, Butlin's Bingo. Yeah, so... I've never played online bingo, so I don't really... I don't trust it. No, I, th I feel there's too I don't many algorithms. And... Yeah, it's far, the, the internet's far too smart. The only thing you... Yeah, you got if you're going to play something online, you've got to play something that's, com that's at least partly choice or skill related. Yes. Like if, yeah. Because if, yeah. if it's just what cards they deal you or what balls come out of yeah. the cage... And you've got the winning. You the next one around out is about to be thirty three. You've got thirty three. It's your last one. Will the computer not go? Oh well, let's not make him win because otherwise he'll get loads of money. We don't want him to have loads of money. We want him to keep playing. Yeah, I mean that's the cynic in us. But yeah, that I get where you're coming from. But how good's that? That's sick. A one million. One million what dollars. Do, what would you do if you had? We, we answered this question very early in our podcast live. Yeah. But what would you we do did. with what, what would you do with one million pounds right now? I would probably pay off my house, uh, my flat, and buy a house. Um, yeah. Let probably a friend rent the flat. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, then you've got constant money coming in as well. Yeah, I wouldn't charge them a lot because they'd be a millionaire. Like, I'd, I'd just pay off the you, flat. You and wouldn't, then I'd be you, like, you're immediately not a millionaire, though. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be, but I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable. I'd oh, be yeah. comfortable enough. I'd, I'd own my house. I'd own my flat. Yeah. So I'd just be like, give me some money. But could you, could, you, you, quit, could you quit work for a million pounds? No. I think you could for a few years. but If you invested like, uh, it well, you could. And you, you lived really, well, yeah. really simply. But knowing that I'm going to plan to buy off my house and my flat, I'm just going to be like, no. Like, they're, they're huge mm. chunks of money. So I'd be like, mm, no, I'm all right, thanks. I'll get my car fixed. 100%. Wouldn't you just get a new car? No, I like my car. Well, not necessarily a new car, but wouldn't you upgrade your car? No, I like my car. I might get a 2009 instead of a 2008. 
Well, that's what I mean. So get a get a modern version of your car. You don't have to go out and buy oh, you a know, Lamborghini would, or something. You know what I would get? Tesla. Would you? Yeah. Mm. Let it drive me to work every day. Oh, yeah, it would, yeah. <sighs> Imagine how much work you could get done. I could play guitar while driving. Dangerous. You've got to keep one hand on the steering wheel, so it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I do. What about you? Um, a million pounds. I would potentially, yeah, do. I'd probably get a new car. I would most definitely buy somewhere to live. Um, I think, in fact, sorry, back to your question about uh, quitting work for the money. No, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably drop my hours. A hundred percent. But then all my money coming in is mine. I'm mortgage free. I own my house. That's what I was going to say. I'd probably pay off my car. Yeah. So all my money coming in is mine. So I'd use that to save up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd pursue my passions. Yeah, I, I like I'd probably my... drop down to like three days a week. And then the other few days a week that I'd have off, like the other four days, I'd probably pursue yeah. my passions. I'd get really, really good. I'd, I'd, I'd studio myself back up again. Mm-hmm. Music studio. I'd, have a, I'd get a good computer that I could edit podcasts and video on. I think I'd edit... I think I would rent a tiny... Off, well, a small office space where I could have a podcast set up for this. Yeah, yeah. And with, like, the one you sent me on Reddit with the sofas and the yeah. stands and stuff. Yeah, so we're talking about, <coughs> at some point in the future, turning this from audio only to a video podcast, which would mean... Um, yeah, having a space or somewhere a little more consistent and well-lit... Um, the, where we could record. So, yeah, we're, we're throwing around a few ideas. I know some people have said um, that they're interested in seeing more video stuff from us, so it's something that we want to tackle at the at some point in the future. I won't be tackling it right now because we've got loads of other shiite going on. But, yeah, if, also, if someone dropped a million pounds in my lap, yeah, I would definitely find myself... Because I rent right now because I... Don't know. You're a bloody renter. Yeah, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here, so it doesn't make sense for me to buy anything. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think I would probably buy somewhere. I might buy somewhere in the centre of Manchester and then rent or yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd buy somewhere small here and in Manchester. I don't know. Yeah. Car. I could get a car for like 10,000. Oh yeah, you don't have to spend a lot on a car like as long as it does the job. Goes along. My one goes along right now barely, but it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> um so yeah, an interesting question. Imagine winning a million pounds. What would you do with a million pounds, people? If you're listening to this podcast and you want to just like you know, get in touch, we would love to hear from you. From you. If you want to be involved in the show, email us at hello at manifestsimplicity.com and we will um, answer your question on the podcast. How good would that be? Or tell us what you would do with a million pounds. We might even add a new section to the podcast. Ooh. I mean, we'd have to get questions in, but yeah. Yeah. It could replace Ask Reddit. No. Oh, no, I like that section. A lot of people <laughs> like that section. I love that it section. It could replace Good News. No. <laughs> it could just be an additional thing. Yeah. Or, instead of our beginning questions, it could be people yeah. asking us things. Yeah, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm open to this podcast evolving. Eventually there'll be video. Eventually there'll be listener interaction um but for now i'm happy i like doing the good news i like doing the essay and then i like doing ask reddit what is the essay mix segue um today's essay is called enough oh you ending are you breaking up with me uh no okay it's about what we were just talking about which is buying things oh when having enough is enough it's called reverse segue Right there. Um, so, yes, this essay is called Enough, and it's about purchasing things and then realising when you want something and when you need something and what the difference is. 
Um, so, if you want to read this essay, you could have done already. It came out on Friday. You're lemon. And if you didn't get an email from me, it means you're not signed up to the email list. So you need to go to manifestsimplicity.com, put your email address in the little box, click subscribe, and when a new essay goes live on the website, I'll email you to remind you that it's gone up. And might even send you some cheeky content that no one else is going to get. Ooh. Yeah, boy. Um, so if we ever do like a midweek essay, maybe we'll do that. Maybe if there's a midweek essay, we won't make it live on the site, but we'll just email it to people. Oh, I like that. Little bit of little bit of an incentive for you. Um, this is called Enough. And if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash enough, you'll be able to read it. Uh, cool. Not a massively long one, but let's do it. Not compared to creativity, which was... Sheesh kebab. If you read all the way through creativity... Round thank, of applause. Thank you so much. Enough. When I'm sad or lonely or unmotivated or hungry, I will buy things I don't need to fill that gap. Okay, food is probably okay as long as it's not junk, but everything else is not okay. I already have enough. Considering a purchase should mean putting said purchases into one of two categories, want or need. Need. This item is essential for my ongoing growth, development and survival. Without this item, I will starve or want. This item is non-essential for my ongoing gr growth, development, and survival. Without this item, I will not starve. Be honest. Which category does your latest purchase fall into? Essentially, what we're trying to achieve is a life without excess. If we can remove the transaction from our lives before it actually occurs, we bypass the time required to let it go in the future. If, when considering bringing a new item into our lives, we can honestly justify its occupancy of the space it takes up between uses, the money it costs to purchase and maintain, and the mental clutter that comes with owning it. We can feel good about that choice. If not, then let it go in advance. Don't buy it. And this is the quote from Cool Runnings. Oh, okay. The coach says, Doris, a gold medal is a wonderful <laughs> thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Another mistake we often make is assuming that the thing we are going to purchase will finally give us that feeling of completion we have spent our entire lives searching for. Spoiler alert. If you don't feel it already, nothing you can buy can make you feel complete. If we chase happiness upwards, we get nowhere. If we chase happiness downwards, eventually we reach solid ground. Only by being satisfied and grateful for what we have do we stand a chance of ever feeling complete. Not having the thing is not what, making, what is making us unhappy. What causes our pain is a life lived in a state of perpetual desire. If we can limit our desires, not purchase things that we know we don't need, and understand that nothing we can buy can make us more whole, we're ready to live a more meaningful life. A life of less. Ooh. Very apt. Yeah, I like this one because I, at the moment... Obviously, going with my camera. Yeah, you just. Uh, I was, this is where this came from. You just went through this process. Yeah. You considered a purchase. It's mm. something you. I did it for about a month and a half. Correct. Yeah. You didn't. You maybe didn't need a camera, but because you had considered it long enough, and made a decision that was something you wanted to do, you had done all the research. It made sense for you to buy it. This example in enough is a little bit more extreme. It talks a little bit about the non-essential purchases and your in-the-moment decision to either buy them or not buy them. Exactly. 
So, I have this dilemma almost every time I go out because I like a charity shop. You do love a charity shop. And you have one down at the end of the street. Uh, there's about nine of them in Chorley. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, I love a charity shop, which means... Which means that I regularly will walk around and see lots of cool stuff and books and uh, clothes and shoes and CDs and vinyls and DVDs, whatever. I have to have this conversation with myself every time I go out and do that trip. Um, how I do it is I will already have in my head the things I'm looking for. And if I don't see them, I don't buy anything else. So, at the moment, we are after, um, what are we after? We are after... you after Harry Potters. We've got Harry Potters. We've just got all of the... No, we don't have Rogue One. Oh, I saw that you had Force Awakens over there. Yeah, so we got Force Awakens and The Last Jedi for Luca's birthday. You're going to struggle to get Rogue One because it's the best of the recent Yeah, ones. so we need Rogue One on DVD and then we've got the whole Star Wars collection. So I'm out looking for Rogue One and if I find it, I'm going to buy it. But if I see other nonsense and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy it straight away no. because it falls into one of these two categories. Is it something I need? No, you because need it's, Rogue One. I need Rogue One because the collection for Luca, well, I say it's for Luca, obviously I enjoy the films as well, but the situation is that we're going through all the Star Wars films and we've got this little gap, um, which we've watched Rogue One before, a long time ago when it was on Netflix, and Luca always asks about it, so I'm trying to track that down so we can complete our set and then we can watch them all. Um, I think that... It'd be so much easier just to go on Amazon and buy it as well, but you're actively not doing that because you're like, well, it's going to be cheaper from a charity shop. I know it's come from someone else that doesn't need it. So, yeah. And giving money to the charity shop is a good cause. So. Yeah, and I think that this enough, this essay enough is a little, again, is a little more, even more extreme than that because this talks a little bit about um, a life without excess. But a life without joy and a life without excess sometimes walk hand in hand. Mm -hmm. If I, I could technically live without all of my DVDs. 100%. I could live without my TV. I could live without this sofa. I could live without my bed. All of these things aren't, I mean, I'm doing my bunny ears again, essential. Yeah. But do they fulfill a purpose in my life? Yes, because yeah. I like sleeping on a bed. Yeah. I like sitting on my sofa with my boys and watching films and stuff. Those things aren't essential, so they wouldn't technically go into the need category. But they are things that augment my life in such a way that they have positive outcomes. What this essay is talking about is if the, if the want... I think there's a weird middle ground in here that maybe we haven't mentioned. But if the want is just something that you're like, oh, I want, I want to have that thing. I want, I want to have one. Yeah, but you can't justify why. Yeah, if you can't justify honest, <clears throat> you have to be very honest with yourself and try and try and... I think if you have to try and convince yourself, you, you should already know that it's not something you need. Well, I know you're... I don't know if you've fully read but are, or, or are reading Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki. Yeah, I've read bits of it. Um, I'm just... I think I'm just over halfway if not about halfway through. 
and a lot of what he talks about, I mean, he's a Japanese minimalist who, I think he lives in uh, Tokyo or just outside Tokyo. And he talks about how he used to have, low, he's into his cameras and he used to have a lot of Polaroids, camera gear, a TV, loads of clothes lying around, uh, be a bit messy, a bit lazy with things. Mm. And he talks about how he got into, got or discovered minimalism and how he took photos. He used the cameras he had to take photos of all the possessions he got rid of. And he said goodbye to them all. Like, he literally said, right, goodbye, see you later. Wow. And like, if he didn't... It's a very Marie Kondo thing to do. It, it, yeah, it is. And if he didn't feel a sense of loss with each item, or saying goodbye, I'll see you later, that like, he basically says there isn't anything that you can't throw away that you can't get again. Like, yeah. there will be a collector somewhere. There will be something online. There'll be some a charity shop. Somewhere will be selling the item that you want, unless yeah. it was like a once in a or a limited run of something. You're going to yeah. struggle to find it again, but you will still be able to find it again if you really desperately need to. And that book for me is, it's interesting. It's very interesting uh, because I like the way that he speaks about why don't we use the city we live in for for the things we need so his living room is quite small so he says well i want to hang out with my friends well why don't we use the local um like bars or community centers or something to hang out yeah um and if they if he wants i don't think he's i think the, i remember that him saying something about having not having like a coffee machine or coffee in his house so he uses the local coffee houses to socialize and meet up with his friends and go out and meet new people. Like yeah. he will use the city's coffee houses to do that yeah. and support the local businesses while doing so. And I just thought that was interesting. And having pictures of the items he's thrown away, he's never going to forget them. He's got images of them. Yeah. He just doesn't need the clutter in his, yeah, in and his apartment. A, an approach to that is that I like is that the memories attached that we attach to the things are not in the things themselves they're up here they're in minds. they're in your noggin <clears throat> and you can access them whenever you want but it is sometimes nice to have a reminder of those memories that kind of triggers you kind of going back to where you I were. remember it, it links back to a story when i was a kid in um i think uh i think i was in a pgse class and i was asked we were asked if we could go to the trip to the moon and you could take only three I think it was three or five things with you Ooh, what would you take what three things would you take I can't remember what my answers were but I a lot of people said photographs oh we've had this conversation. and I didn't say photographs uh, and a lot of people were like okay why wouldn't you take photographs and I was like well all the memories I've got or all the loved ones that I've got images of will never leave my memory they're always in my mind. Yeah. So You're having a always on, on my mind. <laughs> Jenna hates the way I sing that song. I sing it wrong. <laughs> I, you are always on my mind. Like I always sing it wrong, and she hates it. Um, but uh, shout out Elvis died on the toilet. <laughs> what a shit. And uh, he. Yeah, sorry, I remember the, every, all the girls in the class being like, oh, but I just remember, well, it's, I just remember thinking like such a dick. I was like, well, it's common fucking sense. Like, yeah. I don't need to take these photos with me and clutter my mind. Like, my mind's already full of the memories and the loved ones and the, the things that yeah, I've got. Wait, I can I'm, picture them I'm wasting, I'm wasting one of my three items taking yeah. pictures that I don't need to take. And I just, I, I always remember that. Um, and it's so true. I always forgot, like, I forgot about it in the years I was a, a maximalist and buying loads of stuff. and. Mm -hmm. Now I'm 
sort of on the minimalist journey, I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, no, reading this book, he makes so much sense. Yeah, just take the photos of the things you want, keep them somewhere. Yeah. And then if ever you need to remember something, you can look back at it and have that memory trigger in your mind. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I, when I downsized all my stuff, I got rid of, I got rid of more stuff than I was comfortable getting rid of. But I think that was the only way, I'm a man of extremes. So I just got rid of everything. I just got rid of everything. And then over the course of the last kind of five years have reacquired or replaced the things that I got rid of with better things. The things that I kept were the things I definitely, definitely needed. I kept my guitar. Without my guitar, I would go mental. I kept a pair of running shoes at all times. When they die, I'd replace them with a new set. However, things like DVDs, I got rid of all my DVDs when I moved. All of them. Yeah, I literally yeah. had none left. I kept the Godfather box set because my dad bought it for me. Right. That was it. But I've now got the Harry Potter series. I've now got... Star Wars. Star Wars. I've got a load of other ones that Luca likes because they're things that we enjoy watching together. Um, I as But well. I get more meaning out of them because I made a conscious decision to buy them. I had a load of shite. I had so many DVDs. Well, me and Jenna did it. Like when we moved, Jenna was a big DVD collector. She was a film and media student. So she loved films and like she is into her films. And when I met her, she had like an entire shelving thing of just DVDs. Mm. Uh, And when we moved into our apartment together, we took them all with us, all boxed up. Uh, We never really did anything with them. Oh, no, we did. We put them on a bookshelf in, in our apartment at the time. And then... When we moved out of that apartment, like we downsized, I made her downsize loads of her stuff because I was like, I don't want to keep bringing these DVDs everywhere we go. Yeah. So we threw away a load of boxes. Mm. She literally like kept the CDs and threw away a load of boxes. Wow. Uh, and she only kept the boxes for the ones that she really loved, the films that she really, really loved. Okay. Um. So we've still got quite a few in boxes, but there's there's a CD wallet somewhere in our apartment that hasn't been touched in over two years of just DVDs that Jenna's got, but everything is accessible on Netflix now. Yeah. So it's not needed to be stored physically. It can all be stored digitally. Yeah. And I, I think, think I, if we ever yeah. move out of here, I might say to her, let's get rid of these DVDs, but I've got a feeling she'll struggle to part with them. I think, I think if ever I had a situation where I couldn't find something in my flat, I would know for sure that I don't need it. Yeah. Today... I woke up and my, my ankle was really hurting and I have an ankle support and I knew it was in one of three places. It's either in the box where I keep all my running stuff in the bedroom, it's in the drawer where I keep all my backpacks and bottles and stuff in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen or it's in this storage unit which has got some like winter running stuff uh, in it. I looked in all three places, it was in there and I got it out and I wore it because my ankle was hurting. Mm-hmm. If ever... I'm in a situation where I can't find something. I know for sure I've got too much stuff. Yeah, that's true. For sure. I don't, I don't ever want to waste a moment of my life looking for something longer. I don't want to waste longer than I need to. I like the idea of keeping something if you know you're going to use it. Like my, um, one of my jackets I keep because I know I'll use it in winter. Yeah. Like... I have a winter coat. I have a winter coat and I have just a regular light coat. Um, I have, like, rain jackets and stuff, like my Vans jacket, uh, yeah. my loose-fitting Vans jacket. That is a 
waterproof jacket so i will wear that if it's like a little drizzle and i'm going out to wear it's not got a hood yeah but i'll wear it if i'm just like walking the dog for example like and then i don't need to put a big thick coat on mm. and i don't need to not have a coat i've just got a nice light rain jacket yeah so i'll keep that for that but i know i will use it it yeah. won't be a case of oh will i won't i i will use it yeah we we it had, just won't get used we day. had this discussion me and nina had this discussion the other day about just for when and just in case the just in case situation is I'll, I'll i'll keep this third set of uh cutlery just in case i have 40 people around and i need more cutlery than is normal yeah just for when would be oh every christmas i have 40 people around and i'm gonna need this cutlery for that situation so I'll keep them. Yeah. Two very different situations. Because you can justify that. And then if Christmas comes, or a few Christmases come and you don't have those 40 people, you can, get rid you can of be them. like, well, I don't need these now. Get rid of them. Get rid of it. Always be looking for an opportunity to downsize. The more space you have in your home and in your stuff, the more space you have, the more space you have to grow into. If you fill up your house and your, and your life with a load of junk and rubbish, that you maybe wanted at the time but don't need, if you fill it all up, it's very hard for you to grow because the space around you is taken up with stuff you don't need. Yep, yep. This is something that I've experienced, not only in my life, but also in other people's lives, that your parents' house and my parents' it's house a storage. is full of, like obviously there, there was four kids in our family, it's full of paintings that we've done on walls and there's three sofas in our... There's two sofas in our living room. In the well, There's two living rooms in my parents' house. Right. The first living room that used to get used all the time now has got loads of living room stuff in it and PlayStation, books, DVDs that no one uses ever. And then the second living room where actually people are has got more more stuff in it. Like, yeah. In your, your, <clears throat> because, but because there's been four kids growing up in that house, or there's every kid has needed stuff to to do what they're what they're doing, mm. um, and yeah. So other other people. I mean, I live in I live in very very simple in a very very simple house. So it's very difficult for me to see a cluttered house and justify the existence of all the things in it. Yeah, I um, agree. Just makes me just makes me feel weird and overwhelmed all the time well my mum's selling her house at the moment and uh, she's moving into a new build and in so the way my mum's house is designed is um nice living room as you go through but a uh, kitchen downstairs and then there's a better large bedroom very large bedroom upstairs that's like the entire front side of the house and then there's off that is a loft conversion upstairs and in the loft conversion is a load of old crap that we moved from my grand's house where my mum moved out when I was 12, 13. Mm. Uh, and it's just sat up there. Like, yeah. I've not lived with my mum now for j maybe 11 years. Yeah. Uh, I moved out when I was 17. I'm 28 this year. So, yeah, about 11 years. And um, she's moving out and she's like, do you want any of this stuff? And I went round and I was like, oh. Oh, like a little kid at Christmas, yeah. like, oh, that's my old remote control cars, <laughs> this, that, and the other. And I was like, you know what? No, no. I yeah, got I've, really excited again. I've, I've survived this minutes. long without it. Yeah, I don't need it. Like I have literally, if... There was old little white Warhammer figures I used to paint bro, in there, and I was like, no, get rid of them. If I had needed the Warhammer characters, I would have tracked down the Warhammer characters. Yeah. I've survived this long just because it now has arrived in my life, or I've walked past it in the charity shop, 
doesn't mean I need to purchase it. Yeah, exactly. I have survived this long without it. And that's what that quote from Cool Runnings is about. Doris, a gold medal is a wonderful thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you need to buy something to make yourself come, yeah, I'm doing my hands again. You need to buy something to make yourself feel complete. Buying the thing is not going to do that for no. you. The only way to make yourself feel complete is to pursue, is to chase down a passion, is to start a project, achieve a goal, start a new relationship, um, contribute to someone outside of yourself. Like those are the ways that you be around your family. Those are the ways that you make yourself feel whole and make yourself feel complete. I mean, for me anyway. And that was like you with your music. So you you could have gone out and bought new recording equipment and stuff like that. And you could have been like, right, I'm going to record these songs. They're going to be mint. Like, yeah. But no, just you can record them on your phone that you already own, the yeah. guitar that you already own, and you can write them on paper, which you already own. Yeah. So, and a pen or write them on the phone that you already own. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you already own the stuff to do it. So it's like what Jenna said to me with photography. She went, before you buy a camera, use the phone you've got to take the pictures and edit them. Yeah. And then research what you want. I yeah. took a month and a half to do this. And then yeah. I was like, right, this is what I yeah, want. Yeah, I'm, I'm passionate. Here's how I can afford I'm, it. I'm doing so much of this that I need to upgrade to a real camera. Yeah. I'm doing so much of this on my phone that it makes sense for me to invest in something that's going to last. Do you know what was interesting as well? Is one of the photographers I've been, uh, I want to network with in Manchester, he has a friend who just upgraded from his old camera uh, to a new Sony, like, grand and a half camera. Mm. Um, and his old Canon he'd had for eight years. Yeah. Uh, I think it was his old Canon 60D he'd had for about eight to nine years yeah. and he just got a new grand and a half camera now like it was worth the investment like, like the guy's photography is yeah. good but if um eight years worth of if anything money. comes to mind it's the if it ain't broke don't fix it mm. if your life is not completely broken because you don't have the Star Wars DVD then you don't need to buy it no if you see it hey great if bonus but it's a bonus but it's not going to make you feel complete when I when I finally get, I'm like emotionally not in a brilliant place right now. I'm, I mean, it's I mean, if you know me in real life, that's you're kind of aware of the situation. But me going out and buying loads of stuff is not going to solve that problem. The only way for me to solve that problem is to get honest with myself, to speak to people about it, to have conversations with people I trust about my next steps, to kind of be more present in my own mind, be comfortable with being being with myself. If I go out and buy loads of stuff, yes, it will get that small boost when I purchase something new and I bring it home and I'm like, look at my new shiny thing. Yeah. But if I'm not enough without the thing, I'm not definitely not going to be enough with it. Yeah. So it's about kind of, yeah, realizing that you are not the things you own. You are yourself. The things you own can augment your existence. I have, I get so much joy out of sitting and watching films with my boys that it makes sense for me to own some films. So I, if a, if a film comes out and I think Luca will like it, I got the Ghostbusters, the, the all-girl Ghostbusters series, uh, the film, and he loves it. It's hilarious to yeah, him. It's good, yeah. But like, I'll get things that augment my situation. I won't buy things in order to try and make my situation better. I could live without all of those DVDs mm-hmm. because I don't need them. But they make my life enjoyable in a way that I couldn't achieve without them. So we own some DVDs. That's fine. 
as a minimalist, and I've you're, you'll feel the same. We're not against owning stuff. No, I'm not. You against... wouldn't own a camera the same as way I wouldn't own a guitar. Yeah, so I'm not against buying things. I'm against buying things because you think you need to buy things. If you need a thing, research it, plan the spend, and then spend the money. Which is exactly, exactly, I'm doing the same with exactly a tripod for my do. camera. Exactly, I, I'm doing do. the same now. Yeah, like I want a tripod for my camera. I know how I would use it and how it would benefit me. And I asked Andy, who I gave a shout out to last week, about the uh, what tripod he would recommend. And he recommended me one for about 50 quid, basic starting one, good, does everything I need, reliable, durable. I found almost exactly the same one, same look, style, build and everything for 30 pounds on eBay. Yeah, so it's about it's about realizing when you're making a a a thought through purchase and when you are purchasing something to try and make yourself feel better. I've still not bought the tripod because I'm like, mm, I'm still yeah, up and down. With got to it. mull it over. I, I'm trying very hard not to make impulse purchases um, because the impulse purchase very rarely lasts longer than the impulse. Like you I could impulse purchase a load of new books and films and music and new shoes and stuff. But if I'm if I'm not happy now, buying those things is only going to get me a temporary glimpse of what happiness looks like. If you want happiness, buying things is not the answer. Happiness is achieved by appreciating what you have, pursuing the the things you want to pursue, and being around people who who build you up, challenge you, and um, make you better. And if you if you're trying to search for make you better in things you're going down a road which only leads to discontent. I think the the crux of enough and the crux of what we're trying to trying to tell people with this website and with this podcast and with these essays is that your life is is not defined by how much you own. Your worth is not defined by how other people see you and other people people will judge you based on what you own but that does not define you your worth is not defined by the things you own or how you are perceived by others the only way for you to feel whole is to make yourself feel whole and you do that through the things that we talked about contribution and chasing your passions and being around your family and helping others as much as you can um so yes this essay is is short but it kind of it, this last little bit here sums up what my understanding of purchasing and minimalism is not having the thing is not what's making us unhappy what causes our pain is a life lived in a state of perpetual desire if we can limit our desires not purchase things that we know we don't need and understand that nothing we buy can make us more whole we're ready to live a more meaningful life and that is the sum up of today's essay. If you want to read the essay in its entirety and, and mull it over a little bit more, please do head to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash enough where the entire essay will be up there. If you want to read a little bit more about this subject, you can also read Decluttering, um, which is a kind of similar idea. Um, but yes, enough is enough. <laughs> Enough is enough. Um, okay, let's do Ask Reddit. It's everyone's favorite time of the show. Uh, uh, ask Reddit. This is the time of the show when we ask Reddit. Oh, or Reddit asks us. Well, well, what we do is we go on Reddit and we go on the Ask Reddit subreddit and then we 
look for funny or relatable questions from said Ask Reddit, and then we discuss them. So I like mine, uh, which I found was, what's on your list of stuff I can't afford, but one day I will list? Oh, yeah. What's a... Yeah. Or one day I'd like to be able to afford that. A list of things I can't afford right now, but one day I would like well, to be able to afford. Some of the afford. answers I've got here while you mull it over are a ceiling shower. So, like, you know, a shower yeah. head attached into the ceiling so it comes down like rainwater or like rainfall. Or I'd, I'd like... Not one that's sort of arched, angled, but, like, straight down in the ceiling. My parents have got... It comes out from the wall and then there's a big dinner plate size shower head. Oh, yeah. Which Something like that, but in the ceiling. Yeah. And power as well, really powerful. Uh, someone put... Uh, there was a whole discussion on that. Someone literally put ceiling shower and then there was a whole discussion on it. Yeah, of course there is. Uh, someone put a dog... The dogs like, are really expensive. They can af- no, no, it's not that. They can afford the dog. The dog is fine, but it's to take care and give the dog a good, like, home and, up, like, I want to say upbringing, but, like, care for and stuff like that. They sounds like, sounds to... like having a kid. Having a kid's free. Yes, it is. Keeping a kid alive is not free. It's not free. It's so weird. When, when you have a child... I mean, you will eventually have a child... When you have a child... I mean, that does not, not that Jenna's pregnant. Not, no. No, not now. Not now. No. Um, I mean, like... A long time in the future, whenever you decide that that's yes. what you want to do. Um, when you have a kid, they go, right, keep this alive for 20-odd years. And you're like, what? And then, <laughs> and then you realise that, yeah, that, that the, the spending... The five minutes of fun was not worth broke. the 20 years of pain. <laughs> five minutes, you overestimate, sir. <laughs> um, the, the, the wallet gets hit very hard. Yeah. But then, when they're, when they're on their... It's their fifth birthday... They get a Star Wars toy from someone else and all they want to do is come and show you and you're like, okay, cool, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the dog... Flying well. first class is a good one. I like the flying first class because it's like, yeah. I, or when, business class. When was the last time I went on a plane? Uh, mine was to Hamburg last year. I yeah, it was last year. It was my birthday last year. I think mine might have been Paris last time I went, last time I went on a plane. Paris, maybe? Oh, nice. The city of love. Yeah, I, I won the Paris Park run. Oh, nice. Was uh, it for a run? It was a 5K. Would you fly first class if you could? I mean, don't say no, because everyone would. Yes. I've never been on a long enough flight to make it worth it. What's the longest flight you've ever been on? Barbados. How long was that? Eight hours. Oh, nice. I was a kid. I was like 13 or something. Oh, right. Okay. Mine was... I think mine was... Vancouver. No, I wasn't thirteen. I was ten. I think I was. I think mine was either Vancouver. But how long? How far away is Florida? I've been to Orlando. Long. Just uh, probably ten hours. Oh yeah, then that might be the longest. Yeah, it's a long way. Um, but yeah, the thing with the dog, like the dogs, are similar to the kids, they are. Dogs are similar to kids. No. Similar. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> it's time for us to get back to the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some great advice on buying things you don't need. But it's, and then dogs are kids. It is an expense, reoccurring expense. Like when the dog gets ill, similar to when the kid gets ill, you you, you have to deal with that and yeah, with a obviously with the dogs, like vets and stuff like that. Like they do. The the bills creep up. Yeah. And then you've got the insurance for them per per month and the, the chicken yeah. because they don't eat their fucking dog biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, feel the toys. Like I feel like you're venting, venting because now. Otis, Otis does not do what he's told. He, he is a good podcast host, though. He is a good podcast host. Yeah, we had... 
If you want to listen to Otis host the podcast, creativity. Go back and listen to creativity. He he helped us host the podcast, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, what would I buy if I if, yeah, like what can't I afford now that one day I would like to afford? Mm. I'd like to buy a house. I okay. can't really afford to buy a house right now. No. Um, I feel like if I'm gonna buy a house. Because of the way the mortgage market works in the UK, I would like to only have a 20-year mortgage. Okay. And I would like to put as close to half of the money down as a deposit. Nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't want to... What you're signing up for is a lifetime of debt. Yes, it is. And I want to try and reduce my, my debt. I think I would like... One thing I can't afford but would like to afford... Is possibly <laughs> better lighting now. Yeah. Um, Just turned on the light, everyone. That's why Craig's freaking out. It got really. It was really dark, really light when we started recording. Then it's got really, really dark. dark. We have been recording for fifty six minutes. Yeah, we did a we did a podcast before this though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, I would like to afford maybe a good podcast setup. Yep. We've been discussing... The but the one we've got now is great. This does the job. But... As minimalists, this does the job. I like the sofa action. I do. To be fair, this is the second one we've recorded on the sofa. The first night, second one, and it's working really well. I like the podcast on it's the more, sofa. It's more... It's comfier. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I would... Yeah, but I'd like us to get that one that we saw on it where there's two little seat or so... Well, two little single seat sofa things... Like chairs. Little table in the middle. Little table in the middle. Couple like of mics. Cameras on the stand. Uh, sorry, camera up. Mics on the stand, leaning in. Yeah. I like It that. would be wonderful. Because then you could just sit back and just talk. Yeah, or even better, no no microphones, directional shotgun mics. We'll talk later. What a directional <laughs> shotgun mics? My, da- my dad's a sound engineer, so I know all about all the tricks of the trade, bro. Okay. So there's a shotgun mic. You point directly at someone's mouth, and then you don't have to have the camera in the shot because you can do it from back here and it will pick your mouth up. Oh. Yeah. Everyone else in the podcasting world uses an SM7, which is that big round one. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're cool. Um, and they're high level audio, high quality. Almost too high sometimes. You get lots of... Oh, God, stop it. Um, if you... mouth. Oh, God, I hate it. So yeah. what, what's your Ask Reddit? Uh, my Ask Reddit is... What's something that seems worth buying but isn't? A child. You don't buy... You can't buy children. Oh, I thought you could. I thought that was the normal. No, you have one. Oh. And you how, for- how you do f- I have one? You fornicate. Oh, right. Okay. Right? Oh, you're doing the act- Oh, you're doing the hands again. Oh. Of course I am. And then, nine months later, kid pops out. You can go NHS, you can go private, but it normally happens in a hostable, right? In a what, sorry? A hostable. Oh, right, okay. That's what Luca calls it. Oh, right, okay. The kid comes out, and then you look after it, and you pay for it to have stuff. Right, okay. Um, but... So you're telling me I have to pay for the child? Uh, well, you'll have so to pay something, because it, I mean... Yeah. So not worth it? I think they're worth it. Totally worth That's it. That's the... Those two boys are the, the carrying on of the Warwick name... They are, <laughs> they are heirs to the throne of Warwick. Ezra of House Warwick. Luca of House Warwick. They are the Warwick brothers. I am one of a, Warwick, a group of Warwick brothers. Me, Jim and Pete, the Warwick brothers. 
Ooh. Infamous in Harrow. Infamous. Yeah, boy. Oh, the Warwick boys are coming. Be careful. They might be really nice to you. <laughs> um, uh, what is something that is... Um, now, something... Come, expensive. Linked, really not linked to kids. Things that you shouldn't buy, that people sometimes buy. Expensive baby clothes. No. The you, kid's going to grow out of it straight away. You'll, ch- you'll change it every six months. Waste that. of time. Absolute waste. Sometimes... When Just put it in a bin bag. When... <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> don't take parenting advice from Craig, right? Who doesn't have a child. Yeah. Basically, how it works is that you buy the clothes for the kid, and the kid wears it twice, and then grows out of it. So, buy them cheap stuff. Or, borrow stuff. Or, if and you're going to buy... Get, if, well, if, if you're going to buy expensive... A, a Louis Vuitton... No, I'm not going to get them anything like that. No, but if you were, wait until they're at least 13 when they stop growing. Yeah, or if you're going to buy them something nice, of course it's uh, we want our kids to have nice things, but when they grow out of it or they stop playing with donate. the toy or whatever, donate it to someone who's just donate about to Donate that Louis Vuitton. Donate your Louis Vuitton kid. Um, a new axe. Is this one of the answers or are you saying new axe? This is a really smart answer. Really smart. Just sharpen the old one. Oh, it's like I read it already. <laughs> Such a good idea. I've never thought about that. Don't buy a new app. That. Shop in the old one. That is an essay <laughs> waiting to happen. It is. Okay, so I'm committing to it now. This podcast is coming out on a Monday and you're listening to it probably on a Monday or like a Tuesday or whatever. Wednesday, we're going to drop one called Sharpen. And I'm going to write an essay. Dot, 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 your ass. Sharpen your ass. Um, <laughs> your Essex. Yeah. Uh, so that, don't buy a new axe. Sharpen the one you already have. That is an essay waiting to happen. And I'm going to write it. And it's coming out on Wednesday. Ooh. And it's coming out for email subscribers only. Chorley FM. Chorley FM. Radio Chorley FM. Welcome to Radio Chorley FM. Max and Paddy. Uh, Surely FM coming in your ears. Uh, I don't know if it was Max and Paddy. It might have been that Peter K thing. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that Peter K. It is called that Peter K thing. Yeah. Um, Max Surely and FM Paddy is coming in your ears. Um, Max and Pod- Paddy is Peter K. And what's the other guy Paddy called? McGuinness. Paddy McGuinness. He's funny. Magnet and Steel. Yes. So there's an essay called Sharpen coming out on Wednesday. What was the other one on the list? More than you need. Oh, it's almost like having enough <laughs> is enough. I don't like, right, listen to this. And that is, my friends, how you go full circle. I don't know if you guys know, right, but we are the best podcasters in the world. 100%. Right, think of a podcast. Uh, ours is better. <laughs> I haven't even thought of one. There we go. Daily that guy. Yeah, ours is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's infinitely better. Think about it. Ours is always better. Joe Rogan. Better. Why are we better than Joe Rogan? Because we're not four hours long. <laughs> I like and the... we don't have dry mouth. I, oh my God, don't even get me started. Our I, podcast is better. I like the four-hour podcasts. I'm just saying that no one comes up with an Ask Reddit that's as linked to the essay we've just discussed as this one right here. What's something that seems worth buying but isn't more than you need? Yes. Okay, so sharpen your axe. Realize that you have survived this far without purchasing that new thing. I'm and listening to this podcast. You have survived this long without listening to this podcast, so you shouldn't. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, shit. No, do listen to it. 
And Craig's the worst at promotion. <laughs> um, to be fair, we're promoting to the wrong people. Because they're already listening to You're it. You're already listening to yeah, it. Yeah, so carry on listening yeah, to it. Yeah, but here's a little... Here's Tell a, your friends. There we go. They can become promoters. Craig's getting better at of this. The, he is. He's learning, everyone. Oh, little Craig is learning. They can become promoters of the podcast. If we offer them enough value... I'm talking to you now, listeners. If we <laughs> offer you enough value that you think, oh, you know what? Craig and Mick... They are idiots, but they do have some insight into how a minimalist lifestyle could better my existence. Um, and I feel like my friend, family member, colleague... My friend Fabio. No. No one has a friend called Fabio. You never know. This person could get some value out of what they're talking about. This is what you should do. Click the share button on your podcast app. Type Fabio's name Shut into your messages. Not don't if you if anyone called Fabio <laughs> listens to this podcast, don't listen anymore. Um, send it to your friend and say, "Look, I feel like you should you should give us a listen because it talks about this thing or it talks about this thing, and you would get some value out of it. That would be awesome. Let's everyone who listens to this podcast, if you send it to one person. We'll double our listenership in one week. Oh, that would be nice. That would be good, wouldn't it? Then we'd have not just three iTunes desktop listeners, but six. But potentially six and Fabio. Um, well, I don't know who Fabio is. Actually, I do. And I'm gonna sh- we're going to post a picture of Fabio in the show notes. Oh, right. Okay? <laughs> and because you've not been making notes on today's podcast recordings, you're going to have to go back and listen to these to work out all the things we've like talked mental about. Mental notes I don't need. Of course. Uh, notes. Um, so, yes, uh, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. That way more, and Fabio, and that that way more people get to hear the show. If you want to read more things we've written, check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on social media by searching Manifest Simplicity. And remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling. Bob's led.